Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, my love tribe. Welcome to Heartland Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Christian, and I focus on mindset and wellness for sensitive souls. So welcome, welcome. If you're new here, then hello, welcome to the love tribe. And if you're returning, then welcome back. I'm so happy to have you. In this series, we are talking all about soul ties. Oh my goodness. Such a good, good topic, especially when we're focusing on love and connection. Now, in this episode, I'm going to share with you the signs that you have some negative soul ties. So when we're aware of this, it can help the healing process begin just by gaining that sense of awareness if we've got some negative soul ties. So I will share with you signs that you have negative soul ties to a person and also signs that you have negative soul ties to an organization or group or a collective group of people. Okay. Let's dive in. Let's talk about it. Okay. Now the number one sign that you have a negative soul tie with someone. Now this doesn't have to be romantic or whatever. It could be with family members. It could be with friends. It could be anything. But the first sign is going to be codependency. So if you are excessively relying on the other person to where everything you do and your sense of well-being is dependent on the other person and they are heavily dependent on you, this can create a negative soul tie. Okay, so we should be able to be ourselves we should be able to maintain our sense of well-being. We should be able to continuously care for ourselves and our well-being without the help of another individual. So let's share some signs of codependency. Okay, so if we are excessively taking care of the other person, now we know this person is fully capable. They are a grown adult, right? They can do things on their own. And at first, you might feel like, you know, maybe you're really just loving this person. You feel like you're taking the best care of them. But if you know that it's going a little bit too far and you almost feel like you're taking care of someone that is on their sickbed, we could be excessively taking care of another person. And sometimes that comes with this deep sense of wanting to feel needed but we could actually be crippling the other person and we can also be crippling our own well-being. So when you're taking a bit too much care of the other individual, another sign of codependency is not being able to set proper boundaries. So you may struggle with establishing and maintaining some healthy boundary. You might start to feel a bit guilty or responsible for the other person's feelings or their actions or what they're going through. And again, we want to remind ourselves that they are fully capable of taking care of themselves. They can do things on their own. They don't need us to take care of them or to give our entire selves to them, or we're just devoting our entire energy to this other person. We have to be able to set 
healthy boundaries within ourselves so that we can maintain our well-being, but also we are able to set healthy boundaries in the relationship and the relationship thrives so much more when we're able to articulate and communicate what we need in order to feel like we're taken care of. And in order to take care of ourselves, we've got to be able to set proper boundaries. Now, in codependent relationships, it's very common for someone to have low self-esteem. And when you have low self-esteem, you may work towards seeking that validation and seeking approval so that you can feel this sense of self-worth. A lot of people are going to say, you know, oh, don't seek validation. But sometimes it's a little bit more of a blueprint. Like that's how we've learned to know if what we're doing is right or wrong. If someone tells us it's right or wrong. But when we gain a higher self-esteem for ourselves, we can begin to make our own decisions to feel more confident in that decision. And we begin to strengthen our inner core and we are not putting so much weight on someone else's opinion or approval of us. And that helps us to honestly navigate through life. I mean, imagine if you had to wait hand and foot to say, is this okay? Or am I good enough? Or am I valuable enough? At all times, we would be at the mercy of someone else saying yes or no. (laughs) And imagine if they say no, that can create this feeling of just crumbling inside. So we've got to be able to build that self-esteem for ourselves. Another thing that kind of creates that codependent feeling is that fear of abandonment. So when we have that intense fear of being abandoned or rejected, we can create more behaviors that try to keep the person from leaving because we're afraid. We're afraid that someone will leave us, but then we actually kind of create that energy happening because the other person feels trapped. And anytime you feel trapped, you want to escape. Nobody wants to feel trapped and confined. So if we have that fear of abandonment, like, oh no, like do not leave, right? Now this doesn't mean it's like, oh yeah, go if you want to go, goodbye, peace, I don't care. But, (laughs) But it's more of an irrational fear where even just the slightest change in tone or activity or, you know, going out and doing something without you makes you feel like they're leaving you or abandoning you, that can absolutely trigger codependency. And so when it comes to codependency, I think it's always really wise if we feel like this to work with a therapist or work with someone that can help you work through this challenge because a lot of it can be tied to trauma, really, seriously. And I think what happens a lot of times in the self-help space is that we gain this new information or this insight about ourselves. We're like, oh man, you know, I have low self-esteem or I have a fear of abandonment. Oh my gosh, what do I do? You know, we kind of go into this, well, how can I fix it mode, right? Instead of really working with ourselves and continuing to nurture ourselves, we begin to focus on ourselves being the center of a problem. And that's never how I want someone to feel. I want you to know that if you do feel these things, then we need to heal. 
Okay, so that's most important. So another codependent behavior is going to be by enabling someone. So if you know someone has an addiction or you have an addiction and the other person is not helping you choose better choices or actions or behaviors to heal and to move forward in life, but they really want you to stay under their thumb where you have to be dependent on them, that would be codependent behavior. So if you know that you're trying to break free from something, you know you're trying to get better, you know you're trying to make better decisions, you know you're trying to get healthier, you know you're trying to move forward, but somehow it keeps getting sabotaged by someone. That's a sign of codependency. And then the last thing I want to mention with you, and there's so many other things that uh, represent codependency, but I just wanted to paint this picture for you. Another way to know, you know, hey, is this codependent is when you start to neglect your own personal goals. So your own personal goals and aspirations start to take a back seat just for the sake of wanting to be wrapped up in this other person. You just kind of forget about everything that you have put your mind to, everything that you've set out for yourself. It all just kind of goes away, starts to fade away and you start to focus on this relationship. So if we've got a lot of that going on, then we already know this is going to be a negative soul tie. Okay. The next sign of a toxic or negative soul tie is going to be manipulation. So if someone is trying to manipulate you, they're trying to use manipulation tactics to control you or to influence you, this will lead to an imbalanced and unhealthy relationship. When someone's trying to manipulate you, you really almost feel this puppet string energy. You almost feel like these strings are just coming up from your shoulders and you just feel as much as you want to have control and as much as you want to move forward and do the things you want to do, it's like you're being looked at under a microscope and someone's constantly trying to peg your next step when it comes to what you're doing. They're trying to manipulate you. Or they look at your weaknesses or perceived weaknesses or anything that you've told them in confidence, like, you know, I really feel this or I feel that. And they use those things against you or they use something that they know will hurt you. That is a form of manipulation and that would be a negative soul tie. Another sign of a negative soul tie is going to be toxic communication. So if we have had any kind of negative or hurtful communication patterns, such as heavy criticism, but it's not constructive, a lot of blame, verbal abuse, anything like that, that's going to be a negative soul tie. So again, they can come from family members, friends, lovers, whoever. If someone has expressed a toxic communication and communication means, hey, we are doing that back and forth as well. This goes for you too. If you have been communicating with someone in a toxic way, you've been yelling at them, you've been blaming them, you've been verbally abusive, you've been calling them names, anything like that, that's going to be threaded into that soul tie. So it goes both ways. And if we're doing this to each other, yeah, we're going to create that nasty black rope. Another sign of a negative soul tie is that we have consistent unresolved issues. So we have this almost an inability to resolve conflicts. 
things just move into this vicious cycle over and over again. You're constantly talking about the same thing. You are going over and over in your mind. You're repeating the same thing. You're having arguments about the same thing and nothing ever gets resolved. The person continues to behave the same way that you keep telling them is not appropriate or you continue to just exhibit these behaviors that contribute to these unresolved issues and it's just not getting anywhere. As hard as you try, as hard as you try to push things forward, it just can't. And that can feed so much resentment. So we want to be aware of unresolved issues. If you know that you've tried to put energy in towards it and it's just not getting better, we're not growing, we're not resolving things, sign of a negative soul tie. Another sign of a negative soul tie is when you feel drained. Whether it's mentally, emotionally, or physically, you just feel drained when you're around this person. That is a huge sign of a negative soul tie, especially because we can feel it. So if you just spent all this time with a person and maybe they didn't even say anything negative towards you, but after you spend time with them, you go home and you just feel so tired. You feel so drained. Why? There's something in that energy that is not feeding you well. So please be aware of that. Do not ignore that sign. If you feel mentally exhausted after having a conversation with someone, there's some negativity that is present. Another sign of a negative soul tie is going to be loss of identity. So if you feel like you've lost your sense of self, You have lost your sense of individuality. You have forgotten about the things that make you feel like you. You feel just like this blob of energy and you don't even know who you are and you just feel lost. You feel dim in your light. You don't feel vibrant. You feel depressed. You just feel like things are closing in on you and you almost feel like there's just this dark storm hovering over your head. You feel this sense of hopelessness. You feel this sense of confusion about who you are when you know that you've been this person. And it's not just because you're taking off a mask or a label, but truly, deeply, you don't even know who your core is anymore. That is a sign of a negative soul tie. Another sign of a negative soul tie is going to be destructive behavior on a repeated basis. This could be abuse, addiction, destructive behavior, hostile environment. If you are around someone, they're creating a hostile energy around you. It feels unsafe in the environment. You feel like you could be at harm from this other individual or you are creating harm for another individual. This is going to be a negative soul tie. And it keeps repeating. And every time that it happens, it just strengthens that black cord even more. And we definitely don't need to be in this space. (laughs) Another sign of a negative soul tie is going to be jealousy and possessiveness. So if we are excessively jealous or excessively possessive, 
that we feel we need to control this other person, right? Kind of going back to that feeling of a fear of abandonment. But as soon as we see this person just doing anything without our presence, it can spark this feeling of jealousy and possessiveness. Rather, it's linked to a deep-rooted insecurity or a deep fear. Whatever it is, it's going to create that negative soul tie because we have this unhealthy need to control the other person in our life. To add on to that, if we feel this deep sense of obsession towards this other person, maybe we haven't even seen the person in a while, but we feel so obsessed with them. We cannot let them go. We keep experiencing the same memories in our minds about this person, and we're just feeding it more and more and more and almost feels like the sickness in us that we just can't let this person go. We can't release ourselves from this person. We feel so trapped just by our thoughts of this person. And as much as we want to let this person go, we just feel this deep sense of obsession. We can't stop thinking about them, but not in a good way. Our brain is trying to solve a problem, but it's stuck. So rather we did not have closure or rather we just have created a belief in our mind, a deep desire in our mind that says that this is who I need to be with. This is the person I need to be around or I'm so obsessed with this person. I think they're just so amazing. I want to be around them. I want to be like them. I want to be them. I don't want to be me anymore. I want to be this other person. We are obsessed because there's some kind of energy. There's something there in that other individual that on a deep, 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 deep subconscious level, they reflect in us something we feel is missing in who we are. And we don't know how to feel that. We don't know how to complete that within ourselves. And so the only way that the brain knows is to keep obsessing about the person, keep looking at them, keep focusing on them. And maybe, just maybe somewhere, we'll find the answer. But this will absolutely create a negative soul tie. Now, the last sign of a negative soul tie that I want to share with you is if someone has come into your life and all of a sudden, everything in your life that was once great has just gone down the tubes and it's not letting up and you are just spiraling and things are falling apart. That is 100% sign of a negative soul tie. And sometimes we can't really explain that soul tie because it's not really a, a behavioral thing, but it's more of their energy is not clean and it is affecting you. And whatever is within their energy will absolutely bleed into your life. From a practical standpoint, maybe you are adopting some of their behaviors or some of their thought patterns or some of their emotional patterns, and none of which is serving you. So we want to be aware of that. If we notice an abrupt shift from everything's great, everything's going well, everything is good, my life is great. And then this person comes in, whether it's a friend, it's a connection, whatever, it's a coworker, it's a boss, whoever it is. I know a lot of people are like, yeah, I know my boss has ruined my life. <laughs> whatever it is. 
if we can pinpoint my life was great up until this and now it's not, what's going on? So we can look at it, you know, practically and say, well, you know, they're around me, they're influencing me, I'm behaving like them and I'm creating their life in my life. I'm shifting my reality to fit theirs, but that reality doesn't fit me. And that's why it's so, so important to maintain your sense of self and well-being, even in relationships. We should be combining our sense of self, combining our realities to be better, bigger, more harmonious realities. We shouldn't be crumbling our realities. Now, we covered quite a bit when it comes to those negative soul ties with another individual, but I want to share with you some ways that soul ties can be created in a group setting negatively. Now this, I'm just going to go through this list with you. So if you feel like ever since you become a part of a group, whether it's a belief or religion, whether it's a cult, whether it's a workplace, whatever it is, we want to be aware of these things because these are real and these do happen and we can feel like what's going on, right? Okay. So a negative sign when it comes to a soul tie to a negative group or cult is going to be isolation. So if you have been isolated, right, this group does not want you to be around your family. They don't want you to be able to have a sense of autonomy when it comes to interacting with other people that are not a part of that group. They will absolutely try to control your entire life. They want you smaller, you know, there's power in numbers. And so when you have that, that little Willoughby <laughs> that gets separated from the pack, the lions come in, don't they? So we want to be aware that who is our true tribe? Who is our true community, our true family? And we need to make sure that we have a family that is really loving, truly loving and not in disguise. They don't feed you love through your temptation. They don't feed you love through your desire. They feed you love holistically. So when they create that sense of isolation and brainwashing you into limiting your sense of contact with other people, this is a sign that you are creating a negative soul tie with this group or the group leader. The next sign of a negative soul tie is going to be through control and manipulation, as we mentioned before, but leaders in the group try to exhibit some type of manipulation tactic through gaslighting, through restricting your personal choices, by controlling how much information you receive, by influencing others they know would have an effect on you to kind of not help you in such a way, by trying to influence your decisions that are not in the best alignment for you. They are only focused on what's in the best interest for them. And so they will absolutely influence your sense of thinking by trying to manipulate and control you. The next sign of a negative soul tie to a group is going to be intense group identity. So you might feel this intense and exclusive identity tied to this group. 
So they may create a, a specific language where only people in that group can speak that language or whatever the belief is completely blocks them from a broader community, a wider community. I'm just going to give an example. I don't know. This could be something like being a part of a vampire group. Like we know the majority of people are not going to want to be a vampire, but there are groups out there of people that really do resonate with being a vampire. (laughs) And the draw into that, whatever they feed into you is going to tap into whatever they perceive your temptation or desire to be. So you have to be so careful with leading in life through desire. Now we can absolutely have wants and wishes to be fulfilled, but when we attach and tie ourselves and bound ourselves to our desire, we make the desire bigger than us and we are no longer in the director's seat. We can be so easily manipulated and influenced and taken down the wrong path. So be aware of that. Another sign of a negative soul tied to a group is going to be financial exploitation. So this can involve manipulating people in the group to provide as much financial support as possible, but not considering your well-being at all and they don't care either. So if you find that you are feeling guilty or pressured to overly tithe or to give up your own personal possessions or give up your sense of stability for the sake of this group, that is absolutely a sign of a negative soul tie to a group. They are trying to suck everything out of you and they will play these manipulation mind games on you and they will utilize fear, they will utilize shame, they will utilize guilt into making you believe that If you don't do these things, then something really bad is going to happen to you or you're not a good person. And someone that is not strong enough within themselves can fall right into that trap. So we want to be absolutely careful with that. And the last thing I want to share with you in regards to creating a negative soul tie with a group of people is when there are high demands placed on you when it comes to time and commitment. So there's really no time or freedom for you to do your own thing. They are making it almost impossible for you to do anything outside of what the group wants you to do. And we just have to be so, so careful with that. So we shouldn't feel like we're so wrapped up, like we are spending our entire life in this group that we can't take care of ourselves, that we can't spend time with people we care about, that we can't do things that are just for our own best interests. And I see this a lot in the workplace, if I'm being completely honest. And it doesn't seem like that because it's painted under a certain lens. All of a sudden, it's because, well, you just got to work harder. We have to get this thing done, X, Y, and Z. We're going to create negative soul ties to that. We're going to feel resentment. We're going to feel anger. We're going to feel trapped. We're going to feel limited. We're going to feel blocked. We're going to feel like our supply to source, to God, to universe, to creator, whatever you do that you want to call this higher divine energy, 
you will feel so disconnected from that. And the crazy part is that there are also spiritual groups out there, which make me so sick, that utilize the skies of God to create this sense of entrapment. That is so sick to me. That is just so sickening. Whereas I will teach information to not tell you what to think, but to tell you or teach you how to think for yourself and how to truly connect back into your intuition and how to truly connect back into your connection with yourself and with God. Anything that is teaching you that you must follow what we tell you or else, know that it's already not good. I'm sorry to get on my little, you know, sometimes I get a little preach, I get my little soapbox going on, but it really does just make me feel so sick inside because so many of us, we're just trying to get through life. We're just trying to just feel better. We're trying to be the best we can be in this human experience and to feel or to be taken advantage of, whether it's from an individual, whether it's from a group of people, whether it's from whoever. I mean, I hate that. <laughs> I do. I really do. So I, I really want you to take this seriously. Know that if you can't get ahead in life, this might be a reason. So if this is something you're going through, I mean, my heart goes out to you. Seriously. I mean, this is not something you want to, to be in. And we can feel so trapped just by literally other people. And I want you to free yourself from that. All right. Well, this was a pretty big episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have much more to cover. So stay tuned for more. All right. Well, thank yourself for showing up today and thank you for tuning in to Heartland Podcast.